Edutainment, it's fundamental. Today on... Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Press B to Cancel. I am Sick Jake, and this week I'm joined with GP of Retrotherapy. How you doing, GP? I am doing well. Excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So we're doing this duo today. Uh, the other two guys are off, I don't know, master blasting in their rooms alone or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> that far. took a turn. Yeah, no, not too far. Not too far enough, I say. I just, <laughs> I didn't know that's where you were going. All right, but this week we played a more wholesome game. That's right. We're going to talk about Oregon Trail, which is when I was thinking about this week. Oregon Trail is probably one of my favorite games of all time. I mean, not top ten, but I think top fifty. This is this is a game that really stuck with me as a kid. Um, so, what's your experience with Oregon Trail GP? Like, when did you first play it? Was it a school thing or a home thing? It was it was my aunt's house thing. Uh, I was born in '84. We didn't get the internet till the late '90s, but I had an aunt who had like um, I, I don't even know what kind of computer she had. It was just the one with the the giant floppy disk. She had you know Oregon Trail. She had Number Munchers. She had like Family Feud. And so whenever we went over to her house to swim and hang out or whatever during the summer, uh, Oregon Trail was just always there. That was like one thing I always looked forward to was her high-tech computer and the Oregon Trail. Okay. Yeah, so it, it was on a few different computers back then. So the funny thing is, I think we're talking about the one from 1984, which is made by MECC, and that was the graphical Oregon Trail. It's actually, there was a game before that in the 70s. 1971, a gentleman made the text adventure version of Oregon Trail which I did not know until this week when I was doing my, <laughs> my looking into it. A text adventure I did not know. in the 70s. And it was actually incredibly popular to the point that students would line up outside the school after school to get their turn to play this game that this dude made, huh. which I think is crazy. Anyway, it became popular enough that a few years later, uh, the organization, I, I want to call them company, but I think they're just an organization, the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium, the oh. MECC. Uh, basically work with these folks to make the text adventure game and they ended up putting on their education network so that schools across Minnesota could play this game, this text adventure, which is mind blowing to me. Uh, but then later on in 85, they wanted to create a graphical version of this game because it was the text adventure was so popular. So they got a new team together. Uh, Philip Brochard, I think is the, the main guy who is the lead designer and they remade Oregon trail into a graphical uh, adventure and there's been ports on dos uh there's commodore 64 version i played at a friend's place uh, but the original one that i played most was on the apple II. the elementary school that i used to go to i'm in 80 i was born in 81 so when i was old enough we had a computer lab in my school and it was all apple twos that's the only computers I ever knew until i was 18 and i also played number munchers i love number munchers also made by mecc Oh, yeah. But it was like wearing time is Carmen San Diego, number munchers, and then Oregon Trail. And I used to love it because you would start a game of Oregon Trail, 
And I want to say classes were like 35 or 40 minutes. So it was always a race to see who in the class <laughs> could get to the end and actually get to Oregon because you had to work it. <laughs> Otherwise, if it took too long, class is over and you didn't, you didn't finish the game. So I remember that race to the end of Oregon Trail. So that was that was the genesis of your speed running. <laughs> That's was, true. Was Oregon Trail. Okay. It's like pace, grueling. <laughs> Rations, <laughs> meager. Right. right. We're going to get there fast, and nobody's going to weigh more than 80 pounds. <laughs> it's great because um, – so I've been trying to get my, my kids to play some of the games I used to, make them suffer through it. Right. And they love Mario. But uh, since I got the Mister, the Mister has an Apple II core on it, which is great because mm-hmm. every time I tried getting these games to work on PC with DOSBox, it never worked for me. But they work on the Mister great. So I had them play Oregon Trail. And my oldest, she's smarter than I thought when it comes to games, man, because she learned early on, if you're player one, if you're the first person to make the, the, the wagon and name the people, you never die. But all the family members can die. So, of course, she wants to be the wagon leader and her sister's number two. And then the pets and me and my wife are the other ones to fill the family. And we always end up dead because when she's on the trail, I'm like, do you want to go fast or do you want to go slow? And she's like, I want to go fast. Do you want to eat meager rations or, you know, full meals? No, meager rations. <laughs> to see how fast she can get her sister to die from a snake bite or typhoid. <laughs> You can tell my daughters fight a lot <laughs> for sister, right? but it's hilarious. She, she learned really quickly that the, the relationship of like, you know, not eating enough and constant exercise will kill you. <laughs> you got to have a balance already educational. <laughs> and there, there is something that's kind of like identifiable with that. Like, oh, your sister died from dysentery. And you're like, yeah, she fucking did. She knows what she did. <laughs> Serves her right. Trifling ass. <laughs> well, it used to be it used to be great because like she'll put her um, one of her cats is her favorite. It's it's totally her cat. His, his name is Baby Jack. So she puts Baby Jack down as one of the family members. And whenever he would get you know snake bite or dysentery, she'd always be so sad and upset. Oh, <laughs> as soon as her sister got a broken leg, that's oh, okay. Keep going. It's all right. right. Do you want to stop and rest? No, no. Oh, Baby Jack. Oh, broken leg. I want to stop for a week. <laughs> okay, honey. Okay. You know what they should do? I'm sorry. This just popped in my head, and I don't want to let it go. They should do. <laughs> they should do a rom hack. Yes, a rom hack, but for like Cthulhu cultists. <laughs> okay. So follow me on this. You're trying to get to Oregon, uh, which is how we say it down here in the lower 48. And let's say like, you know, you're trying to ford a river. So before you even try, the first thing you do is, like, sacrifice one of your oxen, (laughs) right? And you have to try to summon one of the elder ones to come and help you ford, you know, the Green River. Ford this river and get halfway across. Uh Uh-oh. Deep one awakens. The world is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, technically you survived, but Oregon no longer exists. So what are you going to do, you know? Typhoid's the least of your worries. That's how they brand that. That's yeah, Cthulhu's trail. That's oh my god, Cthulhu's in trails. There's oh my god, yes. There's no downside. So there is there is a spinoff that somebody made, like a parody game called um, is it Oregon Trail? And it's like you're trying to escape the zombie horde, and you're in like a Toyota Camry or something. I can't remember the name of the car, but it's in the same graphical style, although a little bit better. 
as Oregon Trail, and it's escaping zombies. I have to play that. I only played a little bit of it, and it was pretty funny. I I, I don't know. I've how do I want to say? Okay, do you know anybody out there listening? If you know AJ the Retro Gamer from Twitch, oh yeah, I've, I've watched her a bunch of times. She's great. She yeah, she loves playing Oregon Trail, and I love her, and I love watching her. I get a little upset when she doesn't play the right version. <laughs> you know, the classic, everything in the background has to be black with like a little sliver of color, color you know, so you know it's a field or mountains or whatever's coming up. Right. But any any graphical version that is different from the MECC one, I have such a short, like, attention span for. I, I think, you know, you, at the top of the, the episode, you were saying how this would be like in your top 50 games. I've never framed it that way. I, I would agree, maybe even top 30, definitely in the top 30 most played in my lifetime. Right. But it's got to be the, the right version. If it's not the right version, if I don't have the nostalgia for it, um, I really just don't give a shit. Yeah, that's the same with me. There's the one my friend had on his Commodore 64. It's not the same. It's just not. Like the one I like on the Apple II is when you go hunting, you're this really terrible looking pixel guy. Moving's a pain in the ass. And <laughs> yeah. you shoot that one fucking buffalo. And even though it says 400 pounds, you're screwed. <laughs> you can only take 100 back. Right. I love right. that. Whereas and, like the and, Commodore 64 version, it's like the gun is in the bottom of the screen and you're shooting up only. It's like a weird perspective and it does not feel the same. Right. Yeah. No, thank you. That's what I say. Yeah. And it's funny because you have the world's slowest bullets. <laughs> I know. They, they fly true, but they fly slow. But I remember thinking how like, how advanced the whole hunting thing was because you you know with the the version that we like you can move around in the 360 degrees but the squirrels were super fast the bison were slow so it's like oh my god they have stats (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean the worst part though is with the squirrels and the rabbits because my kids would be like you know daddy daddy because they would make me do the shooting right like Mm -hmm. shoot the squirrel shoot the squirrel i'm like all right (laughs) i'd spend 50 bullets doing it and they're like how much food we get you got a pound. You just got a meal. <laughs> it's and half of that day. is the 40 bullets that you pumped into the thing. Yeah. And it's pretty much that's your iron for the day. Did you did you ever disrespect the carcass? We used to do that all the time. I'd shoot a bison because it's not a real bison and none of, the, none of this really matters. But I'd just go up to him point blank and just unload. <laughs> <laughs> just waste that ammo. Because <laughs> I was seven and I just liked shooting things in video games. Uh, just having flashbacks to my uncle's wedding. Oh my God! What? <laughs> it's a joke. It's <laughs> very no. Game of Thrones. I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah, the, the hunting mini game in that was fantastic, and then it, there's more gameplay in that than you think, right? The simulation aspect of it, sure, and that's great. But you know, the choices you make at uh, fording the rivers, and at the end of the game, toward the end. Well, there's several points where you have the option of choosing a path, right? Do you want to go mm-hmm. down there to town for supplies or do you want to take a shortcut? And then there's a second one later on where it's like, do you want to go the slower way but safer on the trail or do you want to <laughs> risk it all, slap your wagon on a, on a raft and just arcade mode it down the, a river? <laughs> and like, again, going back to the speed running in class at the time, you had to do the river. If you tried going the trail, you never finished in time. So you would be shotgunning down that river. And if you're one of the few kids who did it before, you knew what the controls were. Otherwise, it's your first time. 
freaking blind and you you die. I think every time you hit a rock, somebody instantly dies off your wagon or something stupid like that. <laughs> it's like nick a rock. Oh, baby Jack's dead. Clip the side of the side of the bank. Oh, so and so's dead. <laughs> like, well, there we go. It's okay. We'll make it. And then you get a score at the end of it, which is like a high score. Like that game having a high score element to me it just feels weird. <laughs> Incre- yeah, like first off, <laughs> you survived with your wife. Five, th- yeah, five thousand bonus points for your wife. Like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> this feels very cheap to me now. She's at, we- at least worth seven. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I, I guess I don't remember the points so much. But I think it was because largely we we. Uh, we failed more campaigns than we we completed. Oh, for sure. By far. Yeah. And yeah, it was to... a point thing came down to the, it's a class system, right? Because at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game, you pick a class. Carpenter, uh, was it ca- Carpenter, Banker, and something else. And the one that starts with the least resources actually has a point multiplier, I think is what it was, at the end of the game. So, I mean, most of, most of the time we just pick Banker because you get the money, right? Right. Just buy everything. How much food do you want? All of it. <laughs> How many wagon tongues do you want? <laughs> Just load me up. <laughs> did you ever, when you were a kid, what names did you use? <laughs> uh, that, that, that we can talk about. <laughs> yeah. D- definitely a lot of dirty words because I was like seven. <laughs> yeah. Boobs and dick, fart, probably. <laughs> all, all the classics. Whatever, because when we used to do computer lab, right? I mean, there's like 35 kids in a class and one teacher and it's computer class. So the teacher would literally make sure every plugs in a disc and, and is ready to go. And then he would sit at his desk with a newspaper for the entire half hour. He wouldn't do nothing else. He was saying nothing, <laughs> do nothing. As long as we were quiet playing the stupid game of the week, he was fine. Right. But every so often you can tell he was in shit with the principal because he'd be doing his walk arounds <laughs> to look like he's doing something. And then he would look at what people are doing. But for the most part, he was fine. So he wasn't paying attention. Totally. Dick and fart jokes all the way. <laughs> yeah. We did the same thing. Um, a lot of them were, were, were kind of inside jokes about attributes from other family members. I guess we could say it that way. So we would, you know, come up with a, a name and then basically try to say, like, oh, who, who, okay, who is that? And then, you know... Some of it, because it couldn't be too on the nose, because you didn't want to directly piss off everybody. But, you know, between two people, they'd get a kick out of it. And usually you figured out, okay, because it'd be like me and my brother and then a couple of our cousins huddled around the computer. So basically, if you weren't the one laughing, it was probably you. You know what I mean? Like, that was why is this guy's name funny? Uh, you know, who's Sir Coughs a lot? Oh, damn it. That's me. So, yeah, that was that was that was where I learned my deductive reasoning is where I'm going with all that. Uh, you know, they say like one in three people is ugly. Look to your left, look to your right. If both those people are attractive, you know, you're the ugly one. That's kind of how it was with me in, in Oregon Trail. So a lot of damaged emotions. Uh, but but along the same lines with the name thing, I remember laughing and like getting a kick out of a lot of the names of the locations as you're traveling, because, you know, as you mentioned, it's uh, edutainment. And so you see things like the Kansas River. Well, I live in Kansas. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Kansas River. That's not too far from here. Big Blue River. Okay, cool. Fort Kearney. All right, that's weird. Chimney Rock. That's dope. It looks like a <laughs> chimney. Uh, and then it's like Green River. 
who the fuck would want to swim in a green river? Soda Springs. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then you get to Fort Walla Walla, and I remember thinking, okay, they jumped the shark. There's no way <laughs> there's a Fort Walla Walla. That sounds like the most Americanized Monty Python place I can think of. And no, it turns out there's absolutely a Fort Walla Walla. Yeah, I got to say, that's one of the, the my most favorite things to do. My wife and I, before we, before we had kids... We used to go to, we drive down to Florida all the time, right? And we, and it's for us, it's a three day drive. And the entertainment we got was reading the location signs. And there's a few places we used to see that we used to just die laughing. Maybe it was the, the <laughs> sleep depth because we wouldn't stop <laughs> just driving oh, for 27 hours. But like the one that used to get me was Stinking Creek Road. I can't even remember what state it's in. And I just love that. Just stink. What explorer blazing a trail <laughs> comes across a road? And a, and a river that stinks so much, that's what he names it. Like, that's, I love it. Right. <laughs> what that reminds me of is where I grew up is, is Dodge City, Kansas. No, that's not a stinky name. But because of all the, uh, the, the cattle, the slaughterhouses out there, the beef processing uh, plants, they used to tell people, you know, who were coming from, like, the east, uh, you'll know you're in Dodge City when you head west till you smell it. And then south until you step in it, and that's when you're in Dodge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I thought that's an interesting thing. Oh yeah, the old Stinky Creek. I remember that. Originally, we called it the "Fuck Is That Smell River," <laughs> but uh, it was too big to put on the sign. So Stinky Creek it is. Yeah, we evolved the name over time. <laughs> the fuck is that river? <laughs> or, the fuck is that smell river? I love that. I'll have to. I'll have to look that up and see where. Where Stinky Creek is. Well, the joke is, I bet you there's more than one. <laughs> there's got to be, right? <laughs> Lots of stinks. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so names names were always important. Um, let's talk about the deaths. How many different ways were there to die? Was there a million ways to die? Uh, hmm. There's definitely a few, right? So dysentery, right. typhoid. I don't know if you can die of measles. Can you die of measles? I think you can absolutely – it's Oregon Trail. You can die of anything. If you can barely nick a rock and that kills you somehow, yes, you can die of measles. So dysentery is just the shits, right? Yeah, it's just diarrhea. Okay, horrible. Because that leads to dehydration, horrible. right? Yeah, sure. There's no Gatorade on the trail. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll take uh, two wagon wheels and uh, a wagon tongue, uh, three oxen, and uh, yeah, a case of uh, blueberry blast. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. The uh... – <laughs> I don't. I, I know zero of the Gatorade flavors. I know the colors. I'm <laughs> just making it up. I hope. Hopefully, there is a blueberry blast. There is a blue one. I know that blue's a flavor. Yeah. Thank you. It's like Kool Aid. <laughs> yes, I understand. There's grape and there's cherry, but then whatever the blue is, it's it's the most refreshing shit I've ever had. Oh yeah. The only oh, tangents, but the only blue Kool Aid I know is from when I was a kid in the '80s, and it was lemonade. Blue lemonade. Yeah, okay. it's dope. It was the best flavor. It's the only Kool-Aid I ever wanted as a kid, and they don't make it anymore. I'm sure they have a yellow lemonade, but that's not the same. It's not blue. No. It needs to be blue lemonade. There's a restaurant over on the east side here in Wichita, and every now and then, you know, in in the days before COVID, my wife and I would go out there, and they have a um, uh, – well, actually, that's exactly what it is. It's a lemonade, lemonade, but it's that light blue color, and I swear it's made from the uh, blue Kool-Aid packets. (laughs) So next time we go out there, I will take a picture, and that's like my go-to drink. I will go out there just for that drink. But uh, interesting. Well, as an adult, it's funny. My favorite alcohol, like I don't, I don't drink 
much at all right. anymore. But if but I, do, I do, I get the yeah. bottle of Hypnotic from the okay. liquor store. I don't know if you ever had that. It's expensive. <laughs> but it's basically a blue liqueur. And it's got a, like a citrus flavor to it. And it reminds mm-hmm. me of that fucking Kool-Aid. It's totally different. <laughs> but it's blue and it, it tastes like lemons. I love it. <laughs> I do love our tangents. Yeah. Uh, oh, and okay. So typhoid. <laughs> typhoid was a big thing back then, right? You could die from typhoid? Yeah, absolutely. So, kind of tangentially, but very much still on topic, uh, I have cystic fibrosis. And it is thought that cystic fibrosis evolved, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago as a way to fight typhoid because people with CF cannot get typhoid. Wow, evolution really fucked that one up. (laughs) Right, yeah, because basically back then you weren't going to live past four years old anyways. Right. But, But, you know, typhoid be damned, you're not getting me. Uh, so whenever we would play <laughs> and my character would die from typhoid, I'd be like, shit's rigged. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but I'm like, wrong. Hit reset. Oh. This is not, where's my game genie? I need to, I did not die from typhoid, but it was well, kind of novel because I knew it would never. Instead of banker, you should take CF. <laughs> That's the class you want. <laughs> you get just outside of town. You have died from natural causes. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> I know it's funnier than it should be and there's probably people out there rolling their eyes or like you know this is shameful but fuck it I, I find this stuff to be very funny well like okay Oregon Trail though it's a dark dark game like literally yeah. whether it's my own kids <laughs> who even they know <laughs> you put your friends and family into the game and they're gonna die and you're right. doing it because you secretly are laughing at it even in, in school you're making all these jokes it's, it's, it's death is a part of Oregon Trail and it's yeah. it's you can't help but laugh at it. Well, and it, it reminds me of the conversation from a previous episode where Pulse was talking about he quit renaming people in RPGs after his friends because he had done that with, like, his best friend in, um, was it Legend of Dragoon? And, and the guy died, <laughs> and he took that pretty hard, so he's like, fuck it, I can't do this anymore. So I, I'm like, oh, I, I remember biting my tongue and thinking, player, have you ever tried Oregon Trail? Because that's literally the entire game. <laughs> That's the game. Had I known as a kid, I would have been putting names like Hitler and Pol Pot. <laughs> Just put those in there. That's what I should have been doing. Right. Getting some internet justice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you have to be you have to be petty about that now, you know, because that's funny. It's it's. I'm sorry, but <laughs> there's a million uh, things I want to say, but I won't because I don't think of the right way to say them. But yes. Naming a character you know is going to die Hitler is always funny. Yeah, pretty much. So, But death is also the other funny thing I love about this game. I love the death is the tombstones, <laughs> right? So when you're playing the game That's and right. you die, you get to name a tombstone and it saves on the disc as floppies. Mm-hmm. So the next person who gets that disc, they can come across and look at your tombstone. So you would always find the most wildly inappropriate name to put on there because <laughs> nobody's going to know it was you. <laughs> Because right. there's 30 discs in the class, and who knows who's going to get that wonderful swear word lottery of tombstones. <laughs> I used to think it's great. Right, until uh, you have, like, a sibling who who put your name, like, Jake is dumb. <laughs> and then, you know, you're playing, you're like, oh, damn it. Just like, I knew it. Plot twist. Pl- plot twist, it was my dad. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> well, that's the yeah, thing, too, no, with I- these games is that these games, uh, schools don't have a lot of money, generally, Right. So the computer lab that we had at our school lasted 
a decade, I want to say. So you could have a situation where a younger sibling or something played it originally, <laughs> bashed, bashed their parents, and the older sibling would play that same copy of the game later on. Right. It's like a history. <laughs> so it, it's multiple layers of education. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, some approved and some very much not. Do you, how much education do you think is in this title? Because like I look at other games like Number Munchers. To be honest, I think I learned shit about Number Munchers because I only ever played it on the modes that I knew how to do. I never did Division. I always did the plus and minus. Where's in the world right. is Carmen Sanago? I got a little bit of from that. But again, a lot of times it's just stuff I knew anyway. I never opened the book to look up stuff. But Oregon Trail, I think there's some education value there. There's some, but I think it's less book smarts and more like conceptual. For example... Obviously, there's the geography part of it, but that's not really super important. Like, I, I couldn't tell you where Snake River is. Right. But you can look at the screen, and it could give you the date, and you could see like how many miles you've traveled and how far it is to the next landmark. Which, silly though it may be, you can still get in your car, drive from somewhere to somewhere, and you kind of have an idea of what that is. Um, I think that was really my first exposure to, to understanding distance traveling. That might sound weird, but now that I'm examining it, that's kind of how I feel. Also, you being Canadian, did you guys have miles traveled or did you have kilometers traversed? Like, what did you guys have? Right. So it was, it would have been miles because we had the same games that you guys did. And there was no Canadian equivalent to Oregon Trail. If there was, it'd probably be Huskies across the Arctic Tundra or something. And it'd be a totally different game. Uh, Jake died of frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even left town yet. <laughs> That's right. How many parkas do you want? <laughs> yeah, oh, parkas and dukes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all miles. And that was always a problem for me as a kid. All the American media and games and stuff was miles. And they tried teaching us about meters. And t- t- two and two together was very difficult. And like even, even now, today, uh, my generation uses both a lot of the time. It's better for my kids. They, they're, te- they're taught right from the get-go. They don't even know inches. It's all centimeters, meters, kilometers. But uh, for, my, for my childhood, it was a lot of miles mixed in there. But you're right. Like when you look at the map and then the traveling, and then for me it was the, the, the ticking, ticking down of food, right, as a metric of the days ticking by and how you set your rations and your pace. A lot of that kind of related to me as a kid to kind of balance things out. And it made a lot of sense. It's, it's interesting. And things like learning to pack spare supplies, right? Like pack an extra wagon wheel. Yes, it's going to cost you, but food gets more expensive from town to town. So you're going to want to put money towards supplies now because you're not going to afford it later on. And stuff breaks. Learning that stuff breaks in that game, I think, was huge. So there, you're right. There's some like critical... Or just some like thinking skill build up in that game. Not necessarily geography, I agree, but there's other value there for education. Right. Yeah, because outside of that, it's just a bunch of, okay, that's the thing that we know exists. You know, like, you know, the Blue Mountains or, uh, or like I said, you know, Fort Hall. Okay, cool. Yeah, I couldn't point to it on a map if it wasn't already labeled. But I know a little bit more now about um, forecasting, you know, and, and preparation. So... Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to stand by that. I think a lot of it is, is conceptual and, and all the stuff you're saying. God, I really want to play this. Did you know there's a card game version of this now? Oh, is there really? 
or it, it's like a, it's a board game. I actually I bought it for my cousin uh, Trevor for his birthday. I think like three years ago, and it was for him, but it was also kind of basically for me because we had talked about how cool it would be. So I it's been three years since we've played it, but it was fun. And essentially, you know, you're it's it's the story of the Oregon Trail. You're trying to go from point A to point B, and then all sorts of bad things can happen. But then they also give you like a little placard that is a picture of the tombstone. So when one of your characters die, and they always do, <laughs> you can write down uh, what their epitaph on their tombstone was. And it's only gotten raunchier as I've gotten older. <laughs> I've never heard but, of this. Is it like an official or is it like a parody version? No, it's it's official. It's got all the um, the hallmarks of the classic MECC version, like the same graphics, um, same things. I think there may be one or two small additions, but uh, it, it's got all the classic hallmarks of, you know, um, fording rivers, you know, um, hunting. I think there's hunting in there. Um, That's you know, hilarious. Wagon might catch fire, snake bites, <laughs> typhoid, you know, like I said, all the classics. Uh, but it, it's, I'll have to play that again and we can talk about it, but that was... That was cool. And, I mean, you know, it smacks of the nostalgia because all of the cards graphically match up one-to-one with the with the game. There's there's definitely a generation that knows this game. And that's why I say it's in my top games ever list because it just it feels like, especially in my area, every kid in my age bracket played this game for that decade. Yeah. It's just a game that was in every school. It was such a solid educational title. And like, there's tons of games we used to play in the computer lab, and like some, but there's only three that really stood out. It was this, Carmen San Diego, and Number Munchers. Mm-hmm. All the rest of the stuff that was created for education was terrible. Like it, it's very difficult to do an educational game that's fun. Right. I I'm I'm gonna have to see if I can find a way to to download this or play it. But again, I you know I think about like oh maybe I can put it on my phone, download it on my phone. From like the app store, but I'm like, I guarantee you, there's none with the same graphics. No, and if it doesn't have it, I'm not interested. Yeah, there was definitely a, a release port, uh, an updated version for iOS. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, and then okay. the one that's most commonly playable now, you'll see, is a more graphical updated one for Windows. Uh, the one that we're playing, the Apple II version. Originally, I played it on archive archive.org. Has a shit ton of old computer games on their site. You can play in the browser. And it's great for most everything. But the problem with this game is because there's multiple discs, I couldn't find a way to work it out. So if anybody who's listening to this and has a way to do it, I'd love to have that posted for people because this game is great to play. The only way I play it now is on my Mister because it emulates a, an Apple II. Yeah, as I've got it pulled up, I see what you were saying also about Organ Trail. Yeah, uh, it's on Steam. That's hilarious. I'll have to look into that. But yeah, it looks like everything's just kind of updated graphics that I'm not going to care about. So... Yeah, there's something about the look of, of the Apple II screen that is just very nostalgic for me. It's bad, but it's great. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I understand, yeah, for, you can say it's it's bad, but it's so incredibly efficient. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I, I just looking at it because I've got a, a, a picture of it pulled up, uh, just, you know, kind of the basic traveling screen. There's not a lot of frills, but you can tell exactly what it is. And when you're moving, the places you're moving to in the background change and come forward or get bigger as you get closer. You can see the oxen's legs moving and the wheels turning. I don't know. There's not a lot to it, but what it needed to convey, it did so perfectly 
If they had taken away anything else, it would have sucked. If they added anything else, as we've talked about, uh, it would it would seem unnecessary. So it, it's kind of a shame that my taste for this game is so specific because that's going to prevent me from really ever playing it again. Well, it's neat because the seasons do change the color of the backgrounds a bit and stuff. That's mm-hmm. a factor. And the the, the, <laughs> the scenes that always got me and, and that are really key to me is when you hit a landmark or a town and like, would you like to look around yeah, because you get that right. whole screen graphic of the location. That's and right. And then you have yeah. the music, right? It's whatever copyright-free music they use. <laughs> and they're great. And, I, and it's all like folk tunes or whatever. And I love those. And that's what stands out to me. And if it doesn't have that exact music in that MIDI style or whatever the hell it is, <laughs> I don't want to play it. <laughs> I want, oh, man. Now, I've, I this has just been my train of thought for the past two weeks. Because I've been playing the the ultimate ROM hack of Final Fantasy IV, I've just been thinking of different ways to ROM hack different games. <laughs> and now I want a ROM hack of Oregon Trail. That whenever you go somewhere and it says, "Do you want to look around?" it replaces it with like a screenshot from a different like NES game or or newer. <laughs> so like in my head, I just see like the the winner's podium from like Excite Bike. <laughs> you just hear the music. And I don't know why, but that's funny to me. And it would be great also to get something from Mega Man in there. It's just like Wiley's Castle instead of <laughs> instead of like Fort Bridger or whatever the hell. That would be great. Oh, man, why am I not? I don't know how to do ROM hacks. So on the retro trail, instead of typhoid and dysentery, it's things like hit turbo tunnel, died of battle <laughs> Oh, tunnels. God. Automat- yeah. yeah. Died of uh, impact trauma. <laughs> hit a spike. Mega Man's dead. Right. Yeah, right. That's perfect. <laughs> and then, like, toward the end, encounter dragon, automatic death. Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be hacks of this game. No, has There's got to gotta be. I'll, I'll look into it. I don't know. But I'm, I, I've am i got the – oh, shit, that's the wrong way of saying that. I was about to say I got the fever. I have to play this <laughs> game now. I got the Oregon Trail fever. Well, as long AKA as you rest for three it. days, you'll be okay with that fever. That's right. Yeah, what a great game. No, this is this is a classic. And, I yeah, I, I – I've been thinking about it pretty much since you said it. I agree. This has to be in my top 50. Definitely in my top 50 most game or most played game of all time. Um, yeah, it, it's classic. And yeah, I, I agree about introducing it to your kids. My kids are old enough. My daughter especially. She can read very well now, I think, for a punishment. Like next time she does something <laughs> bad. Like put down your tablet. We're playing Oregon Trail. That's what she She's like, Why? <laughs> Put away that ebook. Forget it. <laughs> this is what traveling. This is what road trips used to be. <laughs> Next time we take her down somewhere, like on a road trip, I'm like, well, before you do, you need to appreciate what you have. Well, I used to always. I joke with my kids. Well, they don't know it's a joke. Like I grew up very poor, so I used to always joke. I said this before on the podcast. I used to tell them, it's like, well, you're lucky you have chicken for dinner. When I was a kid, I was eating shoes. We had nothing. We had meager, nothing, just meager meat. That's all we had. And she never understood what meager meant, and now she does. So, like, when she plays, she can, like, point out, like, did they have this as much food as you had as a kid? Like, yeah, that's right, honey. Oh. <laughs> we had no food. It was grueling. <laughs> like, she thought it was, like, a cut of, like, steak, like, meager. I'll have the meager slice, please. <laughs> Here's 50 cents for my meager steak. It's great. Life lessons. Right. That's actually, that's what they should name squirrel meat. Is, <laughs> meager is meat. Is meager. Yeah. You get your, your filet of, your meager filet. 
Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you make a play. So uh, let's talk percentages. What would you imagine would be your completion rate for this game as a kid? Oh, as a kid, the time was such a huge thing. Um, like maybe 20% maybe and it was never one person playing we were always buddied up with a few people so like you're you're trying to make decisions as a group which good luck with a bunch of 7, 8 year olds about what you want to do I want to look around no we have no time I want to look around <laughs> and then it plays a little ditty and you're like oh it's wasting us time <laughs> and like even then when you got to the end that stupid river section I, I've played it recently yeah. and it's not that hard it's not. But back then, I swear, every time we got to that point, we were always hitting the rocks <laughs> and knocking people out in the, the water and dying. And I think we died more than a few times before we even got to Oregon. And that was the most disappointing because you're right there. You have like 30 seconds to cl- end of class and you're almost there and you die. <laughs> Get nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> okay, if they ever do the Cthulhu thing, can we have a boss rush at the end? <laughs> I'm almost there. Oh man, I gotta fight the robot masters again. This sucks. <laughs> and I gotta ford the river. It's so good. I, uh, it's just amazing that this is a game that was made '85, right? Like I was yeah. playing Mario at home, and that's a great game. Mm-hmm. But like the the thought that goes behind making a game like Oregon Trail and it, educational stuff too. Like they did their research on on various things, but they put gameplay in there that's really solid. It's a really solid game. Yeah. yeah. I I agree. I, I do want to go back to play it just to see how long it actually takes. Because um, honestly, I am I think my completion rate as a kid uh, was maybe 5%. Like one out of every 20 games, we would make it all the way. But I, I don't know how seriously we ever really took it. Right. I think it was mostly just to, to type in the names and try out different things. But I, I, yeah, so in my head, I'm like, this is a solid like 20 to 30 minute game. And the truth is, it's probably what, 8 to 12? Yeah, it really came down to setting the pace of movement and the rations and then stopping the rest, I think, is a big factor when somebody was ill. Like if you had, if somebody had one ailment, it was one thing. But if they had two, they're going to die unless you stop. I think that's what it was when I was playing with my kids. So once you learn that and you slow down a bit, the game is, is not so bad. But as a kid, you're not reading menus half the time. You're just like, when can I hunt? When can I just power through the next town, right? You're not stopping to, to make those decisions to make the game easier. Well, and going off the screen I'm looking at, this took place in 1848. So I'm wondering if that's a leap year. I know stupid stuff I think about. <laughs> but I want to see if they actually put in February 29th. Because, you know, they always put the date at the top of your, like, the bottom half of the screen. There's the date, the weather, your overall health, and then, like, your pounds of food, how far to the next place and how far you've gone. So I want to see if they were accurate with their with their calendar. They have to be right. Like they can't, they can't be a February thirtieth in there or something. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if they thought to put in a lot of the other stuff they put in, surely they would know. Yeah. Oh, shit, that's a leap year. Let's let's get that. Now I'm wondering out. how deep they go, because like games like these. I mean, games back then had such small teams, and like I have the credits up here now. It's a lead designer, one programmer, one artist, and they had one person on research. Oh, they had two people on programming. So two people made the game with the with a few people on research and art. Like, yeah. it's not a big team of people to kind of catch all that kind of detail. So I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look into it again. If I can find the right version, I'll give it a play. And if I can stream it, I'll absolutely do that because uh, I think there's a lot of fun to be had in playing with a large group 
<laughs> but uh well i love it because um gino garen uh he's part of retro block party he's done it on that their charity streams every so often and i i can't help but watch i love it <laughs> yeah it's a great stream game does he play the the green and black MECC version or one of the updated oh, ones? I, I want to say he's playing the other one. Uh, I have to double check now. I just remember he could just take the names from the community to play and power through yeah. it, and it's great. Yeah. So, well, if nothing else, we should we should uh, encourage people to check out Gino Garen and AJ the Retro Gamer. Both yeah. those people, solid content creators, and uh, obviously with the uh, the Oregon Trail connection. Yeah, like when we look back and we play retro games, and we look at like Mario and stuff, that's fine, but there's there's a whole wave of nostalgia I've been getting with old computer games, especially mm-hmm. ones that I played when I was in school. And it's just, it's, <laughs> I never thought I'd be like, waxing nostalgia with you <laughs> <laughs> about Oregon Trail and like number munchers and, and crap. It's pretty funny. You know what it reminds me of? Because, um, all right, so you could say Mario, and like everybody in our generation. And all the generations since are like, fuck yeah, Mario. We all grew up with that. We all know it. We all love it. It's mainstream. Um, and then, you know, you could say like Oregon Trail. And everybody our generation is still like, oh yeah, that's great. I know about that. I thought I was like the biggest fan of that. What it reminds me of is, is Rush, uh, the band. <laughs> everybody knows Rush, but every Rush fan feels like they're the like closeted biggest fan of all time of Rush. Like that's their, their secret band that they adore and worship. I think Oregon Trail is kind of that way too. Or if you wear an Oregon Trail shirt, everybody are in you know about our age is be like, yes, I was the biggest fan of that. But everybody will feel that same way. Yeah, nobody talks about it, but everybody's played it. Yeah, it's a whole other game now. <laughs> it's been appropriated by other crap. It's crazy. It's funny too because like my wife is five years younger than me. So she never played Oregon Trail and stuff. At her school, they had they had Windows computers. So the games that she remembers the most as a kid, because she also had a PC at home too, is things like I don't I don't even know if they're I've never played them. Treasure Cove and I think Math Blaster was another one. Those are the games that she remembers playing. She has no nostalgia whatsoever for Oregon Trail or Number Munchers. Like I was playing it with the kids, and she's like, "What the hell is this crap?" <laughs> it's like I'm like this is this is great. Treasure Cove. She's on my ass to get Treasure Cove. Well, she's been asking me since we started dating to find a copy of Treasure Cove and all the other games she used to play. And I can't find them anywhere. And they're, I, I want to say they're CD-ROM hmm. games. I just can't find hmm. them. Yeah, that's weird. I'm, I don't know. I have to look into the, I don't even care. I'm not going to look into those. I, I care that she cares. <laughs> I just mean like nothing's going to replace Oregon Trail or yeah. Number Munchers for completely different reasons. I love both those games. But. Yeah. I, it's a pity, you know, it was such a, a cool thing. And, you know, you're right, we would play that in school, but even outside of school, that was a game that was worth playing. And I think that's special. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a solid talk. Yeah, I, I agree. You'd have somebody listen to this episode. I've seen the metrics. You're all between the ages of 25 and 45. You've probably played this game. But if you're like my wife and you lived in a cave or something <laughs> or went to Montessori... You should go check out Oregon Trail. You can play the first little bit of it on archive.org for free. Totally legit. Uh, or if you find another way to play it, let GP know. Because that's a, it's a game nice worth place. playing. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, thank you for this. this. Yeah, this is a fun time. Yeah. GP, tell people what you're doing, where they can find you. 
Uh, well, if you want to come watch me stream, I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash theretrotherapy. Uh, otherwise, you can find The Retro Therapy on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. we got some really fun YouTube content. Um, outside of that, I'm really just here with you, bros, on Press B to Cancel. Great. And I'm Sick Jake. You can find me not so much on Twitch lately. I've been in the middle of moving, which is hell. Um, but I'm on Twitter every day like an addict. And I've also been doing some YouTube stuff. Uh, some videos about putting together Mr. And I recently got an arcade stick I'm putting together. So check for my spams on Twitter. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Press B to Cancel. If you like this episode, please tell your friends. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. We're everywhere. From Twitter to the YouTube, Stitcher, Podchaser, Apple, and Google. And if there's anywhere else we're missing, feel free to let us know. Thank you. Have a great night. Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbtocancel.com. As well, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else you'd like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to cancel.